Hello and welcome back to episode 22 of the Out of Balance Podcast. 22! 22! 22! Actually, so about an hour ago I filmed the uh, episode that you guys will see on Wednesday with Matt where we will be breaking down the top quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs of the NFL and then we'll decide who has the best team in the NFL. But that is on Wednesday, not today. Today is the USFL post three week uh breaking down the power rankings all right so i also realized that because i filmed that episode before this episode that i uh i said the wrong episode intro for the episode on wednesday that'll be episode 23 that comes out on wednesday but for today we're going over that usfl rankings of the teams so i would say like the nfl news about deandre hopkins was suspended for six games and that uh tyron matthew has signed with the new orleans saints but i said that we talked about that in the episode that you will see on wednesday so i don't want to repeat myself haven't said it today even though this is the first time you guys will be hearing me say it I know that's kind of confusing, but whatever. Let's just get right into the USFL because that is what this whole video is on. That's what this whole series that comes out on Mondays and Tuesdays will be about. So I hope to have this out on Monday, but I might not have the chance and this might be coming out on Tuesday. So let's get right into it. So last place in the USFL rankings coming in at last for its third week in a row. We have the Pittsburgh Molers. They are the only team left in the USFL that has not had a single win. And so, all right, not there was not a good QB play for both the QBs that played. Together, they both combined for only 125 passing yards and zero touchdowns. They averaged four yards per completion, which is not good along with um that qb play like i said was not good then we'll take a look at the run play run game uh the run game was good it got 103 yards with 22 attempts averaging 4.7 attempts per carry which i don't know why they didn't just run most of the game they had a complete shutout they didn't score a single point in this entire game and it was against the panthers who are also a very bad team in the usfl all right uh their defense wasn't good either but um they did do better than the panthers defense they got one sack and four tackles for loss and i'm about to go on to the panthers next because i have them at the seventh best team in the NFL aka second worst team in the NFL all right Michigan Panthers really bad quarterback play they both combined come put, putting together 44 percent completion rating uh both through for less than 50 yards which like I said it anyone of the USFL you want to sign me up as quarterback I'm ready to go do it but you gotta pro you'll probably only have to sign me up for a one year deal because after that one year and I take you to the championship and win the championship, NFLIs are gonna be on me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. 
Good. Uh, they did have one good running back. He had over 100 yards and a touchdown. All of the running backs combined, running backs and rushers, really, they all combined for together 244 yards and three TDs, which is the big reason why the Panthers won this game. They had a really great run game. And the defense was really bad, though. They only had three tackles for loss. They didn't have any sacks. They didn't have any interceptions, no forced fumbles, just three tackles for loss, which that means the Molars defense did better than them with having one sack and four tackles for loss. But yeah, bad QB play for the Panthers, bad QB play for both teams. Uh, one had a good run game, though, and bad defense on both teams as well. All right. Coming in at number six is my Philadelphia Stars. It hurts to rank them low on this list like I did after week one, but they deserve it. They did not do too great against the New Jersey Generals. Uh, however, one thing they did do good, they probably had the best QB play uh, this whole week. The quarterbacks together uh, averaged 66.7% completion rating. Uh, they threw for 230 yards and two TDs, no interceptions, uh, and both QBs had QBRs over 100. Uh, the run game wasn't good at all, though. They had 31 yards on 10 attempts, meaning 3.1 yards per attempt. Defense let them down, really, with uh, three sacks and seven tackles for loss. So the big reason... And I think this is, you can definitely coach this, um, but it's mainly on the players. Uh, the run game against, you have to have a good run game against the Philadelphia Stars because the Philadelphia Stars cannot stop the run at all. Um, when I get to New Jersey, you'll see what their running backs had. Uh, it was pretty bad uh, for the Philadelphia Stars. Like in week one against the Breakers, they could not stop the run. And then this week against the Generals, they could not stop the run. And that is the big reason why the Philadelphia Stars are 1-2. and two. All right, now going on to number five, the Tampa Bay Bandits. Uh, they had decent QB play, 58.3% completion rating, threw for 255 yards, which was an average of 7.1 yards per completion, one TD and one interception, although they did have a good run game. Uh, altogether, they had 134 yards on 34 attempts. This was averaging about 4 yards a carry and 2 running touchdowns. The defense was decent. They had 5 tackles for loss, 1 interception, and 1 forced fumble. So the Tampa Bay Bandits did pretty well. Um, but um, this week I was upset with the Maulers, Stars, and Breakers because I had a parlay that every single one of you let me down on. All right, coming in at number four, the New Jersey Generals. Like I said, they went up against the Philadelphia Stars. The New Jersey Generals had good QB play with both of them, both their quarterbacks that played. They combined for a 60.9% completion rating. Uh, they threw for 205 yards, 8.5 average yards like per completion. Running game was great. One rusher had over 100 yards, and all the running backs together had combined for three touchdowns, and that averaged 5.8 yards per carry with 46 carries. Think about that. They ran the ball 46 times, and the average they had 
was 5.8 yards. Like I said, Philadelphia Stars could not stop the run. Now you're seeing why. Um, although their defense played badly. They only had one sack, three tackles for loss. But yeah, that is the main reason uh, why they won was the run game. All right. That was at number four, uh, the New Jersey Generals. Uh, wait a minute. Do I... Eight seven six five four three. I'm missing the third team. Hold on. All right, scratch that. We I forgot. I did not rank the uh, Houston Gamblers. So completely disregard what you heard about me talking about the New Jersey Generals. Actually, don't disregard it. Just move them all the spot. The New Jersey Generals are number three on the list. And at number four, I'm going backwards here. At number four, I have the Houston Gamblers. All right, so the Houston Gamblers, uh, the quarterback, Clayton Thorson, who was once a Philadelphia Eagle. He was drafted by the Eagles in the fifth round in 2019, by the way. I think I talked about that. No, I talked about that on Twitter. I got into arguments with people because the commanders drafted a quarterback in the fifth rounds and people were like Carson Wentz is probably going to be like Putin and being like oh no why you guys draft a quarterback because that's like no that's not Carson Wentz you guys are so stupid if you think that the Eagles drafted a quarterback in the fifth round and you think Carson cared at all no he didn't give a bleep because this is a family friendly show alright so uh, Clayton Thorson, he did decent. He was 15 for 24, 62.5 completion percentage, had 240 passing yards, averaged 10 yards per completion. Uh, he had two touchdowns, one interception, and a 106.3 QBR. So he did decent. However, uh, I don't know. Uh, they did have good. Our run game, uh, as it appears, too. Uh, Thompson, 24 carries uh, and got 147 yards. He averaged 6.1 yards per carry, and he had a rushing touchdown. He had a 55-yard breakout run. So it appears to me that the run game did pretty good. He was the main rusher with 25 attempts. The second rusher had 5 attempts, but he only had 10 yards so he only averaged two yards per carry so he didn't do too great but thompson did really well as their running back number one uh the defense also did decently well uh three sacks five tackles for loss and one interception and they also put together for three forced fumbles so in my opinion that defense did pretty well i i'm actually surprised well it was against they went up against the Tampa Bay Bandits so it was a field goal that won the Bandits the game it was a last second field goal I think that was the last um, second field goal that win, won a USFL team the game uh, since this new 2022 USFL league so that was interesting uh, but alright coming in at number two New Orleans Breakers the QB was bad had a 55.3 completion percentage, uh, 74.8 QBR, threw for two touchdowns, but he also had an interception. The run game was also bad, only averaging 2.9 yards per carry. 
and only 95 yards on 33 attempts. And the defense did not show up to the game. They only had one sack, five tackles for loss, and one interception. And I know if you are like looking at this in terms of the NFL, you'll probably be like, oh, if they got an interception uh, and certain amount of tackles for loss and a certain amount of sacks, then this team must have done pretty well. But in the USFL, it's much different. Defenses usually do pretty well, and it's usually not so great offensive game. So they usually have very low-scoring games in the USFL. But yeah, it, it actually kind of stunk because I thought the New Orleans Breakers would be the team that would go to the championship for the South. But... Now, looking at it, it's got to be the Stallions who beat them this past game. Stallions are the only team that is undefeated, although do not let that undefeated streak fool you. Their quarterback, Smith, was awful. He had a completion percentage of 39.5, and he had a 63.2 QBR, two passing touchdowns to one interception. The run game was decent. Uh, with 123 yards, and they averaged about 4 yards per attempt. The defense was good. They had 4 sacks, 7 tackles for loss, 1 interception, and 4 forced fumbles. So, yeah, it looks like the Birmingham Stallions are the team to beat in the USFL. They're the only team that is left undefeated. And, yeah, there's quarterback Smith, I think. It, he, I think he might be the best uh, I it's hard to judge the quarterbacks in this league because you don't know the weapons they have around them and what kind of problems they're facing with this being the first year in the league um, if they continue to go on for a few more years then you'll really start to get to know the players that's if the players continue to stay in the USFL some of them will be if they prove to be really good they will be picked up by the NFL and I think that's what um, the USFL doesn't really want, but who can stop them really? Because that's what these players want is a chance at the U or the NFL. All right, so that is really all I gotta say for the USFL. I know you guys are like, oh wow, this was a really short video, but these USFL videos are meant to be short. They're not meant to be as long as our po regular podcast episodes that come out on Wednesdays and Saturdays. I know the last uh, podcast episode came out Sunday at like 12-something, but I mean, it was cl I was close. I tried to get it out on time, but I just couldn't. Uh, but yeah, this is just like a sort of mini-series. This is part of the podcast, but it's just me, no co-host, no Matt. So uh, yeah, that is the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you guys on Wednesday with Matt and... Uh, he had some very questionable takes on quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs, but see you guys then.